This is Zoom, a podcast by students at KU Leuven's Faculty of Arts. As long as we giggle when we hear the word sex, <laughs> prostitution will not be regarded as any kind of job. Hi everyone, welcome to this podcast, Female Prostitution, What's Hidden Behind the Sigma. My name is Inse Berjans, I'm a student English Language and Linguistics at KU Leuven, and I will be your host for today's podcast. Some weeks ago, one of my friends confided in me, and in the past year she had earned some money as an escort to afford her studies. At first I thought she was joking, but when I realized she was telling the truth, I didn't really know what to say to her. All these stereotypes were flashing in my head, and I realized I didn't have a clue whether these were true or not. So when I came home, I consulted Cambridge Dictionary to look up the word prostitute and give me a professional definition. There were two particular answers that stood out to me. Firstly, a prostitute is supposedly a person, usually a woman, who has sex with someone for money. This definition is pretty straightforward, but surely men can be prostitutes as well. Secondly, I found a meaning of the verb to prostitute. According to this dictionary, one of the possible meanings is to use yourself or your abilities or beliefs in a way that does not deserve respect, especially in order to get money. This one is even worse. That's when I decided to call my friend Tanik and Konings, who studies at the KU level with me. She too had to admit that she did not know much about the subject, but she was willing to help me investigate. A couple of hours ago, I received a phone call from her, and it turns out she talked to some people and found out some interesting information. She will be here any minute to tell me all about it. Oh, there she is. Hi, Zanekin. Come on in. Hi, Insa. How are you doing? I'm curious to hear more about your investigation. Yeah, I'm doing great, actually. I had a blast researching the topic female prostitution. Right from the start, I was determined to contact an expertise researcher on the subject, namely Professor Magali Rodriguez of the research unit Modernity and Society of the History Department of KU Leuven. I think I've heard of her before. I forgot she does research on prostitution. I wonder why she decided to study this particular subject. Oh, I thought exactly the same, actually. So I asked her where her interest in the topic comes from. Well, I've always been interested in uh, in uh, marginalized uh, processes of, or marginalized groups. And then I found out that the League of Nations, the uh, forerunner of the United Nations, had conducted an, uh, a, an international inquiry and on, on prostitution in the 1920s. And then I went to Geneva to see this archive, and there I found a huge archive Uh, which dealt with prostitution worldwide. So I started through the League of Nations, but then after that it started to grow and grow and grow. And then uh, at the end I started to study all kinds of, not only in the, in, in the 1920s, but also prostitution in more recent periods and so on. So interesting. It seems like she knows a lot about the history of prostitution. Yeah, like you said, she's a specialized researcher on the subject, so I was very excited when she consented to do an interview. Before I tell you all about it, you should know that for this occasion I have focused on the perception of female prostitutes only because, well, your friend is a girl. Prostitution is of course much more than female prostitution. There's also men that prostitute and transgenders, but for now we'll focus on the stigma women deal with. Okay, that is indeed important to note, precisely since this concerns one of my friends. 
I am worried what the public will think of her. I mean, there are a lot of stereotypes and bad connotations surrounding prostitutes. I totally understand. Actually, before my interview with Professor Rodriguez would take place, I tried a little experiment. I addressed some strangers on the streets of Leuven and asked them some basic questions about female prostitution. Prostitution? (laughs) 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 I am old. (laughs) It's of no use anymore. (laughs) As you can hear, this also caused some funny situations. Clearly, this old grandpa did not expect me to ask him about prostitution. Yeah, now I suddenly imagine you asking my grandfather some questions about this topic and I think he would be taken by surprise as well. Oh, please don't make me do that. Luckily, most people took the time to reflect on prostitution, but at the same time, they provided us with some typical views regarding the concept female prostitutes. Oh, it's an awful thing, I think. Yes. <laughs> I think it's still weird. I think that it is uh, no problem. It's heartbreaking when you see them because they are not protected. Wow, um, that's a really difficult question. I don't think I really think about them that much at all. I would have a very hard time saying that in one sentence. I guess I don't really think much about it. I just think that it's sad that many of them are forced to do things that they don't want to do. I do have a bit of of pity with them. I think it's sad that you have to um, provide sex for money um, without love and intimacy. The last woman seemed to really pity prostitutes. What did Professor Rodriguez say about this? When you talk to sex workers, you get a totally other impression. You should not fall into the trap of thinking that all prostitutes are happy hookers. So that's a myth. Um, but I, I also think that it's a mistake to think that they are all people deserving pity. And um, they most of them do not want to be portrayed as victims. Uh, most of them want to be portrayed as workers. And why do people think that you should pity these people involved in the sex industry, especially women? First of all, because they don't, do not know anything about prostitution. If people don't know anything about prostitution, it does make me wonder how they got such a negative view in the first place. I believe it had something to do with large-scale research by the League of Nations. This international organization was created after World War I to preserve world peace. Because what they did was they hired an American, you can call it, an, an undercover agent, so that he would infiltrate in prostitution milieus. Obviously, the League of Nations was wanted to find evidence about a huge uh, or network of traffickers, but they did not, did not find it. What he did find was a lot of migration movements, but not so much of a, a compulsory prostitution. But what the League of Nations did was they skipped those details and uh, claimed that there was this huge network of uh, um, human trafficking that was taking place at that moment in order to put programs, more stringent uh, migration laws and so on, and to crack down the sex industry. I see, but what does this have to do with the public opinion? Well, when the governments moved to a prohibited deregulation of prostitution, you could see that um, the public in general started to think about uh, prostitutes as victims and, and not as workers. 
I do remember prostitutes being portrayed as victims in certain movies and TV shows. Yes, certainly. Professor Rodriguez told me about the two tendencies in popular culture. One good example is Pretty Women. This is the, the, the romantic view of prostitution, where you have this beautiful young woman who falls in love with this gorgeous client. Um, I don't think both pictures are, are true, are realistic. The regular client is a regular client. Not all of them look like Richard Gere. <laughs> so, but then on the other hand, you have other. Uh, and I think this impacts people much more. The other kind of, uh, of portrayal of prostitution is, for example, a movie that is called Lilia Forever. This East European young girl who is uh, betrayed by a pimp and she's taken, stolen her passport, then betrayed and actually uh, involved in prostitution in a coercive way. And she cannot escape. She is a victim of violence and, uh, and so on and so on. So both pictures, both portrayals of prostitution do not respond to the reality of, of, um, of prostitution. This is in contrast to most people who noted that the more romantic or funny versions were further from reality than something like Lilia Forever. I think that's funny because it's, it's comedy. Cowboys is fiction and they also laugh, laugh about things and stuff but in a documentary it's just like these things actually happen in the real world. Professor Rodriguez also has an explanation why the popular Flemish TV show Cowboys, which the previous girl mentioned, is regarded as funny. It's because it's done by men. I don't think if women were the main characters of these uh, call girls, if it was a series made of coral girls, if people would have accepted it as being so funny. I don't think so. Apparently, this has to do with a taboo that still exists on sexuality and especially on female promiscuity. As you know, Insa, a guy sleeping around is cool. But when a girl does this, oh, she's immediately stigmatized as a slut or a whore. And sadly, that's the way it goes. So you have immediately this, this characterization as one being okay, and the other one being as problematic. At the moment that you cope this problematic pro female promiscuity with money, then it becomes a, a cocktail that is bad. I wonder what the impact is of these certain images of these stereotypes on sex workers. I can imagine this stigma is hard to cope with. Oh, it's huge. I think, um, no, I don't think so. It is what they say that this is the biggest problem. Not male clients. Most of the uh, sex workers that I've talked to, uh, the two problems that they um, always uh, uh, repeat is on the one hand, aggressive authorities, often police people, and a stigma. So psychologically, it's, it's a huge problem that, uh, um, that these people face. And this does not even disappear in places where prostitution is legal. For example, in Germany or in, in the Netherlands. Also there, the stigma remains. So I've, I've talked to Alexander Witpas. He's a, a well-known sexologist. And um, we talked about this stigma and I asked him, what do you think would solve this stigma? Do you think it's, is it possible? And he said, I think it's only possible if we have a sexual revolution and we are not there yet. Professor Rodriguez also talked about how such a revolution can happen. At this moment, many people have never read a word about prostitution, have never met a, a, a sex worker. And at the, it is at the moment that you meet actually these people that you realize they are human beings like you and me and you hear their stories that you relate 
to them so that you that you understand as this one it could have been me if I was in that situation I think I I could go in the same way uh, so I think one of the possibilities is for the women and men and transgenders to to come forward and to speak about their experiences about their problems um, about the difficulties, but also about the benefits of, of the job, because there are benefits, otherwise there will not be so many people involved in it. And um, that would, I think, help a little bit to reduce the stigma. But at this point, the, the, the sex workers, they are so, yeah, you can say, traumatized by the reactions that many of them get, often, day in, day out, um, that they don't dare yet. To, to come forward and to speak. So this is something that is only becoming uh, uh, developing, but it still, is, it still needs much more work. I wonder what those benefits of the job are that Professor Rodriguez mentioned. There has to be a reason why women decide to become a prostitute in the first place. I know my friend's motivation for this decision is to afford her studies and everything that comes with it. The answer I got from the public is basically always the same. In order to finance their drug habit. I um, came in contact with the uh, wrong people or yeah, they have money problems. They don't have enough money. 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 The money. The money. The money. The money. Easy money. Of course. But do you think that the motivation for 90-90% of the working population is other than economic motives? Ask anybody if you were rich, a millionaire. Would you work the way that you do? I don't think so. Everybody has to work for a living. Some kinds of groups who have low levels of, of education, they see prostitution as, a, as an alternative to other bad options. Someone also said something very peculiar about why someone decides to work as a prostitute. Because uh, they can't. They can't do a regular job because they don't have a diploma. Like, they can get a diploma but uh, they're too lazy or they don't want to do it, so they just go into prostitution. Uh, there's this other sex worker who told me she's an architect and um, a Belgian architect. Uh, who would you never, never, ever suspect that she is a scort? She started to work as a student. Uh, she, she loves her job. She's married and her husband knows it. And uh, uh, she, uh, she never stopped prostitution, and so she lives out of prostitution, and, um, and so she never worked as an architect. Wait, so she studied to be an architect, but she chose to be an escort instead? Yeah, I was surprised to hear that as well. Of course, this is one of the exceptional cases Professor Rodriguez provided us with. I'm starting to wonder if it's possible that the motivation could be that they simply like it. Yeah, maybe a really small percentage of the prostitutes. I don't think so. I think some do. I don't think so. I, I think maybe, but just because of the money and not that they would like it. I, yeah. <laughs> I think the mo most of them are not doing it because they like it. I don't think that there are people who like this job. Ask the question uh, to uh, people working in bureaucracy, to people working in, uh, in the Colrad, in the Delhaes, in uh, all kinds of jobs that are not the, you know, the most prestigious jobs, people cleaning the toilets, 
people cleaning the streets, ask them if they like their job. Fully. I don't think so either. But can you imagine driving a train or driving a bus 12 hours, 8 hours from one point to the other? I don't think that person would say, so hell yeah, I think my job is the best. And when I was a child, I dreamt of this. I don't think so. So in this sense, prostitution is not that much different than other kinds of jobs. The big difference is, is that prostitutes get this question over and over and over and over again. She really got my attention at this moment because I have to admit, I had never thought about prostitution in this way before. You're right. I wouldn't have come up with this either. Do you remember when I first called you? I had no idea how to handle the situation. Yes, I remember how unsure we both were. I've learned a lot too since then. During that phone call, I asked you what you would do if you were me. But I think that because of the interview with Professor Rodriguez, we now both have a more nuanced notion of prostitution. Yes, I remember that question because you caught me off guard there. I really didn't expect that. That's why I thought it would be interesting to pose the same question to other people as well. You did? Now I'm very curious. I did, and the answers I received were very mixed. Uh, well, for me personally, I would not change my attitude. But uh, I think that a woman who uh, prostitutes herself uh, excludes herself in a certain way from many social contacts. If they truly want to be a prostitute, I think it's okay. I, I will support them in, the, in their choice. I actually wouldn't like it. I wouldn't approve of my sister becoming a prostitute. I will just uh, not speak about it with them or if they're happy, I'm happy to this. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anything to do with it. I would be shocked and I wouldn't approve it actually, I wouldn't, I would think it's weird, yeah, I would judge actually, I would be shocked. Indeed, so most, most people are shocked or will be shocked if they find out that the, that the family member or a friend or, or a neighbor is involved in prostitution. First, I was much surprised, but above all, many people would want to know why. They would want to talk to the person before they drew any conclusions. But I, I think I would ask her uh, what her reasons are and wh why do you do this and can I help you to find other solutions? Because um, I would like to understand why. Some parents gave their reaction too. I asked the mother and father how they would feel. Yeah, not okay. Yeah. Not okay. It's not, it's not a, a job. You really want that your son or your daughter do it. It may seem superfluous, but I asked him why he would not want this. Yeah, why? Huh? Why? It's a good question. But he does not have an answer. This makes it clear that people who don't come in contact with prostitution don't think, or I don't have to think about this question very often. It seems so. Some people also mentioned the issue of age. Well, it's their own choice, and I guess money is money, but it depends on their age. They should be above 18, of course. It's been very interesting to hear these different responses. 
And this is actually a very good question that you, yeah, you pose these people because it, then you make them realize it can happen to you. This is actually how I always end my lecture. Most of the times I get this uh, uh, question from the public and they say, okay, uh, um, uh, professor, fine for what you said, but what would you do if your daughter got involved in prostitution? I will also, it's not that I would say, yeah, fantastic, that I always dreamt about it. Uh, that would not be true. And so if my daughter or my son gets involved in prostitution, I would uh, uh, be surprised. Um, but then I would want him or her to be protected. I would not him or her to be shown by the state or by society. I would in the first place ask him or her, why are you doing this? What, is, what are the reasons? And in the second place, I would like the state to protect my daughter or my son in the same way that the state is protecting me and my husband. Uh, so this would be my reaction. And then you see that the public also changes. If it was my daughter or my son, indeed, that's actually what I would like. I have mentioned in the very beginning of this podcast the certain definitions I found on Cambridge Dictionary. I wonder if I were to look up the word prostitution in a dictionary made by Professor Rodriguez, what would it say? When Professor Rodriguez told us about Pretty Woman and Lilia Forever, she made it clear that most cases do not come near these extremes. The reality of prostitution is never black and white. On the, on the scale between these two streams, prostitution, the, real, the reality of prostitution is in the middle, I think, and it's, it's, uh, prostitution is a very complex uh, phenomenon that you have different instances of, you have to take into consideration what does sex mean? Do you mean penetration? But then sex has a lot of ranges. I've heard the story of, of, of another very well-known uh, sex worker, Sonia Verstappen, who spent 35 years in prostitution. And she said many, many times clients came and they just wanted to, to lay their heads on my shoulder and talk naked sometimes. Um, is that sex? You, you tell me. <laughs> What I will remember most is that, according to Professor Rodriguez, prostitutes want to be regarded as workers. But then prostitutes and other people should work together to decrease the stigma so that people do not feel ashamed to talk about it. Only then, when they are accepted as workers, they will be fully protected by the state. Actually, this is what matters most to me. That my friends and other prostitutes can work in a safe environment. Sanakin, thank you for interviewing Professor Rodriguez and for coming to talk with me today. You're welcome. This is Zoom, a podcast by students at KU Leuven's Faculty of Arts. This podcast was made by Inse Berjans and Tanakin Konings. We want to thank our teachers Charlotte Bolancé and Catherine Witpas for the help. Thank you to all the people who took some time to reflect on the subject prostitution. Many thanks to Professor Magali Rodriguez for helping us understand the broad phenomenon of prostitution.